AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello, Challenge family. Devin Simone here, and you are listening to a new episode of MTV's official Challenge podcast. You guys, this is it. We just saw who won. We have new champions. Did you see that coming? Like, okay, if you look back throughout the season, did you did you have on your scoreboard that it would be Tori and Devin taking home the win? I feel like they put a pretty strong performance, like showing pretty much the whole way through the season, certainly halfway through. So excited for them. Also excited to have them on this episode. We're going to get into everything about the finale, the final, what we didn't see, all the goodies, how they were really feeling. We'll find out how long some of those pieces really took. You'll be surprised. And so much more. I think you'll learn a lot about them too. But this season overall, you know, it had some highs. It has some lows. How are you guys feeling about it? I feel I don't know. I feel emotional. Uh, and no, it's not that time of the month. I feel emotional. I think it just, there were some really great people on the season. And, you know, Nelson had a shining season. And we got to see uh, Olivia and Horacio just crush it this season. And just full of surprises and twists and turns. And it was just so much fun to really watch and be a part. And, of course, to share it all with you guys. I think something that we're going to start doing, I'm going to test it out. All right. Let me know what you think about it. But, I'm going to test out giving an icon of the season award because I think, of course, we have our champs. You know, we do our gold stars uh, and timeouts of the week or, you know, sometimes we do our side eye of the week. But but I think that we should honor someone who just really was a standout. And while there are a lot of people who I think deserve the nomination, like Amber, I also think uh, Nelson deserves a nomination for icon of this season. I'm going to say Olivia Olivia and Horacio, really, it's going to be a twofer because every single time they showed up this season as rookie, every anything thrown at them. We heard in last week's episode when we talked to the showrunner, the HBIC, Emer, she even said that as rookies, anything that was thrown at them, they, they took it in stride. They didn't quit. Even when Olivia hurt her face, she was still ready to go. So I'm going to give them the first official icon of the season award. Congratulations, you guys. You really deserve it. For this particular episode, we got to still do our gold stars and our timeouts. I'd say that our timeout of the week actually is going to go to that damn maze. That thing was big. It was scary. I was expecting people to jump out from the woods. I don't know. It was giving me like corn people vibes. It was really cool to watch, but a little scary as hell. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the time out of the week goes to the maze. It was a little creepy. I'm going to need it to back up. Okay. Just back up off the people a little bit. And the gold star of the week goes to our challenge champs. Say what you want to say. They just displayed everything you want to see in a winner this season. I, I, I think they did both in the way that they won, the way that they won with grace, the way you could feel the unity of everyone there. And you saw Anissa and Jordan rooting for them and Olivia and Horacio as well. And then them offering to share some of their money with the remaining finalists, just really a spectacular and beautiful moment all around. We got to see bananas show vulnerability. We don't get to see that often as well. Like, you guys, it's all the feels, all the heartwarming. Such a beautiful season. 
So glad we got to share it with you guys. Hope you guys had fun watching it. I know I did. So good. Like that's that's what it's about. I feel like when we watch the challenge and you'll love to hear some of the things that Devin and Tori reveal when we get into this interview, things that they learned while competing, things that they would tell themselves, uh, sort of their younger challenge selves. And if you're out there listening, hoping to one day compete on the challenge, you're definitely going to want to listen for some of the wisdom and uh, gems that they drop on this episode as well. So do what you need to do, but whatever you do don't go anywhere we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with an interview with our challenge champs tori and devin right after this the wait is over the shy is back on paramount plus and the stakes have never been higher everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the showtime original series from emmy winner lena waith battle lines will be drawn alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. We have the ride or dies, Dave and Dave, or Devin and Tori, whatever you'd like to call them. But no matter what you call them, make sure you include their newest title, which is Challenge Champions. Welcome, Yay! you guys. Thank you for having Woo-hoo! us. Pleasure uh, to be don't here. get all quiet on me now, Devin. There we go. I am so excited. Can I just say, just seriously, well-deserved. Well, round of all the rounds of applauses, so well-deserved, such a beautifully played game. What do you guys think you brought differently to this season? Like, looking back and given that you guys both have so much experience in the Challenge House, like, as individuals, and then we can talk about as a team, but what do you think you brought differently to this season than seasons prior? Each Mm. other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's actually the... That's the truth, right? It was like, yeah, neither one of us really shifted our gameplay too, too much, uh, our individual gameplay, but it was just like a serendipitous fusion of different tactics uh, that really, I mean, we were on thin ice there in the beginning and we dodged mm-hmm. a few rough patches, but um, it's tough to explain. I never thought that it would really feel this way. Like uh, so many things have to go right that it's like, I don't know. I don't really know how it happened, to be honest, in in watching it back. Yeah. I mean, who is this humble Devin that we are seeing in this moment? Can I just say that even if you guys don't recognize it, uh, in the last, and Tori, we've talked about this a little bit this season on the podcast, but there's been such growth with you as individuals. As a viewer, it's apparent. Tori, you've talked about the emphasis of really taking time and, and creating space for your own emotional well-being and your mental health. And Devin, You've been seen as, you know, the jokester, you know, the smart one. You came out with a banana hammock one season, like all sorts of things. But I feel like we still saw the jokester in the fun side. But like when when times got tough, like the way you guys united as a team and supported one another just spoke volumes about, I don't know, how you guys handle your relationships and as individuals. Is there anything like watching it back? Do you at least see some of that growth? Definitely. I mean, I think that that's the reason why, and I was saying this while we were there, like we wanted the win, but like, I think the win was like, okay, we're ready to want you back. I think at least for me personally, it took so much growth to be like accepting of myself. And then finally, like when you are faced with these like ridiculous obstacles that you have to do, like that elimination Mm -hmm. at the end, that took six hours. Like, you have to stay calm and be prepared to do that. And after you've kind of like faced yourself in a way, you kind of trust that you can get through anything on the outside. As corny as it sounds, it's just the most true thing. And I think that being champs is proof of that. But like also it takes luck. So I think Mm -hmm. it's a combination of luck and then hard work. 
Yeah, it's that like I, I went so hard in the off season. To, so that like one thing that I haven't really shared, I guess publicly is like the the mental beating that that final in Spies, Lies, and Allies put on me. Because I, okay. I was like heavy in the lead um, in yeah. the first portion of that. And mm-hmm. and then our team won every checkpoint. And to lose because I couldn't get my ass up a hill was like, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, you, you, A, talk a lot of shit. Uh, yeah. And yes. So, yes. And it, you're kind of fucking up. Uh, and, and B, like, if you actually, you, you claim to show up every season and want to win, but you're not putting your body right. in, in a position to be able to win. And it was like a really right. hard realization that I had to make. Uh, and so I do see what you're saying about growth in that sense, for sure. Like, I feel that that way myself. Um, it yeah. was just more for me, it was like, oftentimes I think people look in the mirror and they see what they want to see instead of what's actually there. And a lot of people mm-hmm. live in like a self-delusion um, mm-hmm. and, and realizing and being self-aware on the things that you need to work on isn't like a bad mm-hmm. thing. It's actually the best thing you can do. And so that mm-hmm. that was like that loss hurt so bad that I n- never I was like, I will never feel that way again. And just ran and yeah. ran and ran and ran and ran and it sucks. I hate running. I hate it. It's stupid. If you get runner's high, if you like running, I hate you. You're on the list. Um, but it's just, you just, sometimes you have to do the things that you don't like to do. And I'm willing to do the things that I'm not good at. And at so yeah. story. And I think that's truly what separates us as challengers is a lot of people want the things that they're good at to be what you need to have to win. Right. And and right. so they and they're trying to force it. They're trying to cram around peg in a square hole and just be like, I can, you know, do this with brute strength or I can do this just mm-hmm. with endurance or whatever. It's like, no, you have to work on your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. If half these kids just went on Amazon and ordered a fucking remedial math book, they would be <laughs> not a remedial math book. I swear I've said it in several episodes. Half the cast doesn't know how to divide by two. And that is not that is a solvable problem, everybody. That is a solvable scenario. <laughs> so speaking of which, I mean you the way that you work strategically and um sort of just solving, you know, puzzles and things and just and the way you're methodical and you maintain a level of calm about it. While you were doing all this running in the off season to prepare yourself for this season, are there like activities that you kind of practice to maintain your mental agility? Is this just, you know, I'd have to think some of it is just a natural skill, but are there things that you do to kind of sharpen your mind so that you're ready for any of these, you know, sort of curveballs that TJ throws your way? Yeah, absolutely. Like I I can't stress enough how seriously I I took in training to, to lead up to this. And oftentimes, and I believe this like wholeheartedly, you have to train in the way that you're going to compete. So like if I'm in the gym or if I'm running, I don't have headphones in, right? Because I'm not going to have headphones in the challenge. Oh, like a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people put themselves in positions like, yeah, of course it's easy. You got in 120 beats per minute, someone's screaming right. like, like motivation lyrics in your ear, you're going to be, but where's it at when that's not there, when the only voice in your head is is your own internal monologue? Where, mm-hmm. where, where are you at then? Um, and if I do listen to something, it's like um, an educational podcast, which is interesting. <laughs> I could never, to me, but I know, right? Yeah, no, but I that's like never. Yeah, and and I do like I have I ordered a bunch of little puzzles on Amazon, and like when I'm at the gym, when I'm in my like breaks or whatever, I'm doing like a little pocket tanogram. People must think I'm fucking nuts. I'm at water aerobics oh. doing pocket tanograms outside the pool during the breaks. It's like it's it's a lot. That is so smart, Devin. Yeah. That's like so good, though. That's like literally such a brilliant, brilliant idea. Okay, <laughs> let's break down some of this final. So it is the law. We had Emer on last week. God love her. She's also nuts because she came up with this. Um, but when you heard it was going to be 100 hours, mm-hmm. like think back to that quick moment. What was your initial thought, okay. each of you? Honestly, of course, when you're 100 hours, it's like a daunting, like, oh, my gosh, endless work. But then the thing about finals, which I think is always difficult, is to pace yourself. You need to know kind of start and end time because you need to know how long you have energy for. So it was actually kind of a blessing to know 100 hours because then you knew the finish line. And I think it actually made it mentally easier. Like if they would have just said you're going to be going for days, that would have been like a different type of nervous experience 
And who knows how we would have performed. I mean, I just know, like, when I'm doing anything, I, like, start and finish. So Same. Um, Same, It was girl. easy to wrap my mind around it. I would say, too. Same. What about you, Deb? So, like, I knew right off the rip. When they when they said 100 hours, like, I have so much confidence in Tori. She's just, a, like, outstanding athlete and a, and a really driven person. I knew she wasn't going to quit. So I felt like... Mm-hmm. I, when they said that, I was like, oh, advantage us for sure. Right. Uh, because yeah. we're never going to, we may have like moments where like brief moments where we yell at each other in the moment or whatever, but it's immediate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, yeah. and hugging, we're good. Like right, like yeah. right away. Um, and so I, I, I mean, we had seen Olivia and Horacio struggle in the mini final with communication. Obviously, uh, Jordan and Anissa weren't setting any precedents for a couple, a couple <laughs> communication goals. And Nani's, Nani and Bananas, I just felt I just felt like we had an, even an edge on them in communication just based off of, um, like, ev- everything, the pressure. I felt like it was a lot of pressure for them to get Nani her first win. And, and I think Bananas was putting – I had conversations with him about this. That he was putting a lot of pressure of, like, being – for lack of a better term, the knight in shining armor that shows up and like helps mm-hmm. her get her win. And so I thought mm-hmm. just mentally we were in the best place. And Jordan has said this several times before, and I full wholeheartedly agree with it now that I can run more than a, a mile without shitting my pants. Uh, <laughs> the harder, the harder, the better. Like yeah. it, weed it, weed them out, yeah. weed them out. Like so let's yeah. see who really, let's see how bad you want it. Cause I guarantee you, you don't want it more than either one of us. Yeah, 100%. And I'm with you, Tori. I think knowing, hearing you articulate it like that, it's a really good point that at least knowing the start and finish in your mind, even though you guys don't have like clocks and watches and all of that, you can kind of be like, all right, we're check almost like the checkpoints, right? Yeah. It makes sense, the sort of knowing. Mm -hmm. Devin, your calm under pressure is remarkable. And you doing these tan grams while on the treadmill and all these other things, I think, paints a picture of, of why some of that may be, but what else do you think allows you to remain calm under pressure? And have you always been like that? Or where do you think that comes from? Yeah, shout out to my mom. Uh, mm. She is an absolute legend, total warrior, really like truly, everyone says this about their mom, but like truly the best and strongest person I've ever known. She had a really difficult life and she just like classic, I will not let this defeat me mentality um but she's uh really into holistic healing or or was when i was a kid i mean she still is but so she was doing reiki for a while and like i had severe adhd as a kid but my parents didn't really believe in like putting me on speed uh Mm -hmm. so she so she would do like reiki on me before i went to school uh and i don't know if anyone's familiar with reiki but it it does require you to kind of like sit there and be calm um Mm -hmm. and so i think it was just ingrained in me from an early age that like i took to try to calm my mind um and and because of that practice um and like what i do with cold exposure therapy when you're in a heightened like state the best thing to do is remain calm and so like what uh, to answer the question briefly i think for like 15 years the first 15 years of my life i was like in a mode of panic so my baseline Mm -hmm. for panic is just like super is way lower when i get Mm -hmm. in that mode i just have so many things that i've like maybe for some other people it would be triggering but for me it feels like almost a sense of relief like oh i'm i was born here like i get it like i can do this no problem just born in the darkness yeah i was like I, i was like a wild fucking kid like pretty bad got expelled from three schools like it, it was pretty I bad this. yeah yeah i, was saying, yeah, was I, I feel like we're this that's tracks. not that shocking uh, yeah <laughs> that i feel tracks. like that tracks yeah. uh that but that, yeah that's which is why it's so amazing to see your growth like this dev and like where you are um now for those who aren't familiar and then we'll talk a little bit more about this episode cold exposure therapy can you give people who don't know a little bit like what exactly that is yeah so uh I have to do another shout out uh, to my to my main man, Sam Whiting, uh, who's mm-hmm. a certified Wim Hof instructor. And uh, he got me into cold exposure therapy like three or four years ago. Um, and the concept is to be, do exactly as it says in the title, which is expose yourself uh, to the cold. And oftentimes, so like 
the easiest way for us to do that natural cold exposures is personally my favorite. Cause like if you're out there in nature, it's really cool. So we go in the river in the winter, November to probably April, uh, in the, the temperatures at that time can vary anywhere from like 55 down to, uh, you know, 32 degrees moving, obviously wow. water freezes at 32, but it doesn't, if it's moving. So we've had a couple 31 degree dips. Um, but the idea there is that you're really fucking cold. Like obviously cold. No one's going to say you're not cold. Um, but in that fight or flight moment, can you settle in and can you send the energy that you've built, that you have stored in your body to your yeah. extremities so that you don't get literally frostbitten? So it's just a practice of sending energy wow. out to the places that need it. Um, and so it, it, where that translates kind of as a metaphor is if you're in mm -hmm. a state of panic, you need to send your energy to your brain to calm down. A lot of people get mm -hmm. flustered uh, and you'll see sometimes that's why uh, people get like red faced or flushed or whatever, because mm -hmm. blood is rushing to their, their, their head because they try to think of something to do. It's like the worst mm -hmm. thing you can do is panic. And in the cold, if you panic, you're fucked. Uh, you have to right. stay calm and you have to just control your breathing and and kind of manage your energy output. Yeah. Uh, so it's like regulating your nervous system. It's like an exercise right. in working how to regulate your nervous system, which explains we talked about this a few episodes ago. But when you guys did that puzzle where that where you had to meet in the ice bath, mm. you know, to like exchange information. And I literally said, how the hell are Tori and Devin sitting there like they are chilling on the front porch <laughs> of the lawn? Like you guys seemed not blustered at all. I was like, I mean, yeah, well, now, like, so you have these Jedi like powers basically like you play it like this cool chill guy you're like ah whatever like let's go to the bar really you are training like the next karate kid on the back end yeah. and then you get paired with your bestie for life yeah. um and and then it makes sense that you guys dominate okay let's talk about where we picked up in this episode um of the final so you see the helicopters mm -hmm. all right and you have the chalk bomb challenge how are you guys going into that day knowing that you no longer have the lead um and then when you see what you're going to be doing how are you guys feeling about it in that moment definitely nervous i mean we had had a lead up until the spaghetti and that was kind of like oh like that's a shitty place to lose a lead because you don't go home and try to shove an olive garden menu in your mouth and time it you don't train for that stuff so, and we didn't know we were going to be up against little spaghetti i mean who I is do. nani that's her hip-hop name is little spaghetti uh, <laughs> and she i mean she threw up in banana's pocket and kept going so it was like dude jesus we were, they were incredible yeah we weren't winning that one that was no one was gonna beat them <laughs> they were so good at but it but brilliant when you guys melted the ice cream by the way i saw you guys nani's idea melt, like but it looked like you guys, did you, because when they cut to the episode, so Nani was the one stirring it, right? And I saw her say, like, don't try and steal my idea, which is super cute. Uh. But then when you guys did it, it literally looked like chocolate milk. Devin's, like, did you hold it near the fire or something? Devin started pouring water in it. So instead oh. of just stirring it basic, you added water to it just to, like, truly make it more of a milkshake. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Was it nasty? Oh, but that part, I mean, like, at that point, everything was, is it was just, it was just about fitting it in. It tastes great. So, like, the throw up after was delicious. Is that, is that, yeah, I forgot about that. I was throwing up for, like, three days, like, little tiny little, like, chocolate milk throw up. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh my God, that is wild, <laughs> absolutely wild. Yeah. Okay, so back to the chalk bomb. Mm -hmm. You guys are getting ready to get on, on this helicopter. Yeah. It was... You end up crushing it, but it seemed like people really struggled. What do you think was the hardest part of that particular checkpoint? Devin was literally doing a trigonometry up there. So he was <laughs> solving the, like, he was figuring out when to throw it based off of the speed that we were arriving. I'm just over there kind of like doing my best. And I think <laughs> I think that like that's something about Devin. Like this is where people will never be able to sleep on him again. And they probably should have never in the past. The, you have to have a brain like that. You can train it. Yeah, sure. But Devin naturally does have a brain where he can walk up to anything and like figure out a way to figure it out. So he was just, he absolutely dominated that part. And we, we, we wouldn't have won it without him. I think I only made two. He made like eight. Mm. This is a point, and we can totally cut it out, Dev, if you want to. But something okay. that's interesting that you called out, because you are like 
just brilliant in so many ways of this. And you mentioned that as a kid, you had ADHD, right? I have ADHD. I think you always um, had it. I think it's like being an alcoholic. Uh, well, yeah, yes, you always yeah. have that. It's like being an alcoholic, yeah. but yes, you always have it. Um, but it's a form of neurodivergence, meaning your brain literally does think differently and solve differently. And while people uh -huh. sometimes think that ADHD is a, an, a, like a, a disability, it's actually when you can channel it a superpower because it allows you to think. I mean, that's literally what neurodivergence is, is, is thinking differently than others. And episode after episode this season, and especially in this episode, episode in the final, we see how everyone else is reacting, rightfully so, to stress, all these random things thrown at you. You know, your brain has to be solving 12 things at a time. And yet your brain is able to just be like, nope, okay, this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And I dare say, I look, I am no psychiatrist, but I dare say that that is a part of your ability to channel that ADHD and that neurodivergence has made you a rock star in that way. Like you've been so proactive in it. Um, in a way that I don't think can necessarily be taught and really is a superpower, yeah. which is so cool. So anyone listening who maybe has ADD or ADHD, hi, welcome to the club. Mm -hmm. But also just know that like, look, at, look, you could be like a Devin in yeah. that way and problem solving um, yeah. if you really channel it because- I don't know if I should be the model of anybody's child. <laughs> no, okay, maybe not as a child and not not the bar part, but certainly in your ability though to problem solve, yeah. like a hands down. Oh, that's a really nice compliment. Your ability to problem solve. I, I, I appreciate that, thank you. Your ability to communicate, Dev, like, yeah. you know, like the first time we ever did Aftermaths, you were wild. And uh, seeing you really just kind of like grow in this space has been really just fascinating. So back to the bomb, you doing the math and sort of telling Tori like, okay, you gotta do it ahead of time, mm -hmm. you know, beforehand to land on it. After you guys get back down and you're watching the other teams, did you have a strong sense that you would hit more targets or was it too hard to track in real time when you were on the ground? I say this in the episode and it, I was very surprised at um, A, I, no offense to Anissa, I thought Jordan was going to throw all 15 of those. If I'm if I'm a coach and I'm looking at this, I mean, I get it. Everyone wants to give it a go. Um, I thought he was throwing all 15. I was shocked that he didn't pick this up because he's very he, – he is like – we are like-minded in the sense that typically you watch Jordan not make the same mistake twice in a physical event. He's very good right. at adjusting right. his strategy on the fly, and he's very yes. good at burying his ego in a, in the, in game time and being like, this did not work. I'm not going to keep smashing my head against the wall. I'm going to switch right. up my strategy. So I was very surprised that he didn't get he didn't catch on um, faster. He he got it towards the end, but uh, I thought he I thought he was going to murder it. I mean, we came down and we were like, I think we thought we got 11. So there must have been one on there that was close. Um, and I thought that was, I was like a pretty good estimator. I'm like that. If someone beats that, they're not going to beat it by much Yeah. because, you know, Jordan would have to go, I mean, he would have had to shoot 70% from a helicopter if he shot all, yeah, if yeah. he did all 15. Um, but I thought Nani and Bananas got a good shot because he's, he's a sneaky, good gamer. Um, mm -hmm. so I was just hoping mm -hmm. it was enough and it was like that what seems what i'm learning kind of in this conversation too which is probably something i should have recognized a long time ago is like my what i consider common sense is isn't for other people and vice versa exactly and vice, yeah vice yes. versa like the way my brain processes things is just i'm just like oh duh like i wouldn't even think about trying mm -hmm. to do it a different way i would just do it that way but there's mm -hmm. there's stuff that i'm really bad at that other people like comes to them you know like second nature, which I, again, I think that's one of the reasons why our dynamic as a team was so effective is because we actually do think very differently. And there's moments throughout this final where you see that when Tori recognizes the pattern uh, in, yes, Tori. in the puzzle, like I would have never seen, I, I was shocked at myself that I didn't recognize that. I'm usually like pattern guy. I'm seeing, I mean, I'm looking at the tiles to see if any of them have the same, like, you know, structure to them. So mm -hmm. it, it, it was like that. It just that when I say serendipitous and, and like, it kind of felt almost like fate in a sense at how well the two of us matched our skill right. sets matched up and we filled 
in each other's weaknesses. Um, and so the helicopter right. thing, obviously that was like a strength of mine. And we, we did the similar thing that Anissa and Jordan did where I, th I think like halfway through, you were like, no, you got to throw these other ones. Yeah, uh, I did. I so, gave Devin yeah. more. So that's another thing. Like, it's just like that, those little micro details of just doing it for the win instead of like, oh, this is about me. It's like, who gives us the best chance right. at this? We were both right. willing to take a backseat at certain points if the other person had a better opportunity. Yeah. Okay, I love this. But some of us didn't get $38,000 given to us, so we got to pay some bills real quick. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now you get to this corn maze. Did it feel haunted? Because it looked scary as hell for a brief moment. Did you feel like there were spirits in there? Or like on. a scarecrow was going to jump out at you? Or you got you to gotta tell them how badly we thought we fucked this up. Okay, yeah, okay. So This is this was nuts. And this was yeah, not we, in the episode. And we were, we were screaming. Shook. Yeah, so as we obviously, for the record, this final is taking every twist and turn you can imagine. And I just want you, everybody to remember that at this point, we are on like four days of the final now and you don't know what's coming up your way. So when you arrive to a cornfield and like we obviously have a quick stop down where we have to put on this new gear because it lights up, you, you just this whole attitude change starts to happen and you're like, you're just kind of going with the flow of whatever's being thrown at you. But when we come up to the corn maze, there's two keys on one side and then one key on the other side, and we get there first. And so now we have to choose, are we going to go right or are we going to go left? And so- Hold on though. Devin's like- Hold on. Okay, what? In my last phone call, I called my mom and, yeah. I, and I asked her, because I thought I was going to have to pick daggers again. And I knew there was only a few guys left. So I assumed that there would only be two options. And so I asked her, if ever I have to come to a situation and I need to pick left or right, which way should I go? And she said, mm. well, I'm a lefty, so go left. Mm -hmm. So we decide to go left. We take the key. Obviously, there's two keys on the left side. There's one key on the right side. So like we're like, mm -hmm. oh, whoever gets here first would probably pick the right key because there's one there. Because so like, one of, So yeah. you would assume. But Devin says pick left. My mom's left-handed. So we take the left key. We go. We arrive. A couple moments later, that's when Nani and Bananas arrive. And then we realize Anissa and Jordan are at another camp. We can't see them. So we're like, oh, my God. What if they got, like, an air mattress? And, like, that and That was the gift for arriving there <laughs> we, early. We like, thought that they, that giant structure with all the lights was, like, their little yeah. penthouse. And they were yeah. – <laughs> And they were, when you see Tori sitting on the cot in this episode, she's like stewing. She's like, your stupid mom. She told us to go left. Oh, my God. That's how we could have been pepperoni sandwich. I was like, what? All love to your mom because it works out. And I want to explain why it works out. Exactly. So then we get released a second time to then go into the maze. And TJ is like, find your way. And then that's when Devin says, so I had already pretty much reamed him out for making us go left. And he's like, all right. I'm like, which way do we go now? And he's like, that's on you. And so I'm like, all right, well, we went left last time. So that's why you hear me say, all right, let's go right. And actually yes. our path, the path we chose was the direct mm -hmm. path to mm. TJ. Yeah. We were there, I'm not kidding, five minutes earlier than the other teams. We got, wow. we had the direct path there. And the only reason why I picked right was because he, we picked left first. Obviously, the whole thing was important because 
Like, so technically, Devin's mom was right. really she is the MVP of this season. She just set it up. She, she wanted you back. guys to do a little work for it. And but, I know, take her. You up. I take her to the corn maze. One of the, like we like to go on like dates, like daughter, uh, daughter, mm-hmm. uh, son, mom <laughs> daughter, dates. And yes. so one of the places that we go is to a corn maze every fall. We go to a corn maze, Mike's maze, uh, and we do the corn maze together. And we, there's like little riddles in there, that. and we get a fucking donut. Um, so you really were just built for this season. I was like, dude, we Lord. walked into the cor- like, we walked into the corn maze, and I was like, uh, check please. <laughs> right, like who does like literally everything weird that was thrown at you this season? You're like, oh yeah, no, I do that at the treadmill. Like oh, I do that yeah. regularly. We go to the corn maze. Like my god, like yeah. Brilliant. That's so great. Well, shout out to Devin's mom for ultimately securing the win this season. When you guys found out, like this whole time that you're running the final, did it ever cross your mind that there would be another elimination at some point before actually reaching the very end? Devin, you're shaking your head no. So you didn't think that there would be another... I was so uh, shook, and it, like, if if I ever play this game again and I think something, I'm just going to tell myself to shut up. Because uh, I, I was I was old for fifty uh, in, in my in my plots, and and I yeah. I thought for sure it was you know going to be a race as most others are, and I just made an assumption yeah. like an idiot, and it, it was wrong again. And it, we have to assume, right? I don't know if this has been confirmed or not. We have to assume there was going to be another elimination. There was. It was confirmed last episode. It was confirmed? It was going to be. Okay, because mm-hmm. we, Olivia and Horacio are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, in this last moment there with the cinder blocks and the chains and everything, mm-hmm. they had the best chance. Olivia and Horacio had the best chance in retrospect. They had the best chance of beating us in, the, in that. Yeah. If they had gotten there with us, they would have beat Nani and Bananas only because... I know Horacio would have methodically made that puzzle yes. and he never, never would have stopped. He he yes. would have fucking killed himself before he stopped. So he would have, and Olivia, obviously we've seen Olivia's gas tank and her, and her drive to continue yeah. on. So if they had messed that up, they would have undone it and, and did it again. Um, so the sabotage, although I think- feel badly that we broke her face in five places, I mean, seriously. Gave us the best chance. I can't believe you guys did that. Um, Did you guys, were you shocked when Nani, because, you know, on this show, we talk about quitting a lot, right? And like, you know, how challengers never quit. And in this season, especially, we saw many moments of Ultimate Warriors really wanting to fight through. I mean, Olivia was still trying to strategize while her behind was in the back of an ambulance. Uh, Anissa, you know, was crying out in pain, but was like, give me the ball. And TJ was like, should we give her the ball? We see all of that. And to see Nani and Bananas just stop well, was really interesting so what can you tell us around the the timing of you know was was it even feasible and then also what you think you would have done each of you if if the roles were reversed okay well let's just put it into perspective like this that whole elimination actually took five and a half hours that entire thing each room took about aside from the spears in the beginning that was 30 minutes every room after that was at least an hour to an hour and a half Mm -hmm. so wow that's how much time it took they were stuck on the cinder blocks for so long. They were probably an hour behind us at one point. And not only that, they buried a crucial piece. Yeah. So there were certain little things. I don't think that they quit. I think that they literally hit a point where they're an hour and a half behind us. What are they, what are they gonna do? Yeah, yeah. They, it, it was, also we didn't know, <laughs> this, is how, this is how mentally like confusing this game is. Our friends are over there. Right. Anissa and Jordan. I mean, at this point, Olivia and Horacio were much closer with us than they were with Bananas and Nani. And they're telling us we're in the change room and they're telling us like, no, 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 guys, like you can chill. They're still in the cinder blocks. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, no, they're lying. This They're lying to us to try to get us to slow down. Like, it's yeah. so the paranoia that crept in in that moment yeah. was crazy because we couldn't see them. We were in there once. Yeah. Once we got in there, also, I think I still have dirt in in orifices. I'd, uh, I'd imagine it, it was it was everywhere. Uh, the dirt the dirt was probably 
the one of the harder things I've done. Uh, and that was a big risk too, because we could have got buried in there. Mm-hmm. Watching it back, like seeing how that whole section was what, 10 minutes of the 10, 15 minutes of the final. Mm-hmm. It took five and a half hours in real life. So I just hard. want to stress how hard that was on in the airport on the way home. I could not even close my hands because of how hard it was to pull the chain out. Yeah. And you just like shredded your hands. I had bruises all over, like it. This was like the Tori, hardest. We don't thing. believe you. You guys made it look so easy. Also, can I say at a portion in the final, I talked about this last week, after hour fifty, okay, everybody's coming out. Clearly you guys haven't like really washed or whatever. You step out of your tent, Tori, looking like a Revlon ad, okay? Uh your hair was silky and shiny. Yeah. And I was like, How my hair barely looks Aww. that good when I've just gotten a blowout. How does Tori step out? And literally it was like flowing and brushed i'm like where (laughs) in what world and how um i'm obviously kidding and we believe you that it was five and a half hours and hard but you guys really did both in keeping your composure and your communication and being just so tenacious as young dagger liked to say in a lot of his interviews um that you guys made it look i don't want to say easy but you just did it with such like swagger and and grace uh that that made it easy for an armchair quarterback to watch on and be like oh that looks fun I could, you know i could do that <laughs> yeah that was i i want to speak just to that point real quick because i think it's really important to say this there's i think that there's moments throughout this whole season when you have to rely on your partner for like a, a boost like like literally uh like getting a mushroom in mario like you need like an injection of something whatever it is and over and over and over and over again tori had that for me constantly throughout the entire game and it doesn't show Mm -hmm. i was i was surprised that it didn't show in this episode like her I, i don't know how to you're like motivating me throughout that the final two rooms because there's there, it's come to a point where it's like I started to wonder after even after preparing the way that I prepared for this final is like how much gas do I have in the tank and even before yeah. I would even like verbalize or right when I like the timing of her um, consistent motivation was like spot on it was like if a thought started creeping in my head it's like she was synced up and was like nope fuck that thought go yeah it was like over and over and over and over again so it's like i think if someone were to go back and watch this season knowing the outcome and all how all the eliminations play out the teams that had that x factor we saw nelson and narice i think they had it yeah uh, uh, yeah often I think uh, Jay and Michelle had it often. Bessie um, and Mariah for sure. Bessie and Mariah had I'm just it. Just kidding. I, I I'm think, just kidding. A, 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 like in the beginning when they won, but yeah, as obviously that not, not <laughs> yeah, later yeah, in the that season. Was... That X factor is what separated the teams. I I firmly believe that is like it was the pairs that that really valued each other as equals that as you go back and watch this really dominated game yeah oh thank you dave i definitely Hell yeah. like when we when we were in there like especially digging through the stuff i mean it was endless you're doing it but our motive was slow motion is better than no motion yeah so it was like Ooh. yeah we were just like even if it's slow Ooh. we don't stop we don't stop and five and a half yeah. hours later you know, it was over. So. And that's my motto in the bedroom, too. So it was easy to roll that over. That's, that's kind of sexy. There we go. Slow matter. Slow motion is better than no motion. Um, Do something, love Devin. That. <laughs> <laughs> love that so much. Um, Anything so else. What do you think? Oh, God. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what were your biggest surprises for each of you? Like, what would be one thing that surprised you guys most from this season? And then who would be a team that surprised each of you the most this season? The team that surprised me the most, probably Olivia Narasio, because, I mean, dude, what a fucking season, right? Like, the moment they walked up, I'm like, oh, like a pretty Barbie girl, like blonde hair, like beautiful big eyelashes, gorgeous. And then like he looks like. Not you underestimating Barbie. Yeah. You know she had every job I in the book. underestimated Barbie big time. 
<laughs> she so. had every job in the book. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Super well-rounded. Yeah. She is. So she definitely is. Uh, they surprised me most. And then I guess what surprised me more than that was like, I and I think Devin kind of mentioned this before, is like I you can't really explain when you feel like something is meant for you. Mm. Like mm. when we were there, even going up to the final, like I just knew we were going to win. And I didn't, it's not like this cocky feeling. It's just this, like, there's something inside me that truly believes it. And I think that really surprised me. Like, that confidence and that calm, mm-hmm. which I don't experience ever. I never experienced it in another final before. So I think that is what really took me by surprise. I think there is a moment internally when you know you're about to accept a big win. Maybe your body knows before you get it. And I think I felt that, and that was really cool. Yeah, you guys, we could see that calm. Yeah, they call it a flow state. A flow in state, sports, yeah. Where it's like, it's like Steph mm-hmm. Curry pulls up from 40 feet and like shoots it and turn, turns around before the ball even goes in and he knows it's already in. I yeah. I did I I felt that way a little bit. I felt like Curry pulling up from forty. I was like, mm, no one no one can guard me today. And, and but like Patrick Mahomes does most weeks. I get ooh. it. I get it. It's like a, Fire. I, I, yeah. What about Hurts? What about Jalen Hurts? though? Well, uh, tread lightly, ladies. This interview will I air. Know, I know. One of you is going to be a big time loser when this comes out. That's so. why I said most days. That's why I said most days. Just to clarify and cover my tracks, just in case. Um, but that's yeah. That I can. You guys. That that calm. I feel like was sort of palpable in watching you all throughout the season. Tori, we've talked about the emotional roller coaster you went on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you went from terrorist of love to challenge champion. Um, and I, what do you feel? I've called my dog terrorist of love, actually, though, like last few weeks because of you. Um, but, you know, how does that play into your feelings about this season overall is there anything you would change looking back on it do you feel like that made the win even sweeter we see you hugging jordan or at least jordan sort of bear (laughs) hugging you right after you won Mm -hmm. you know how does that all feel given that you've gone through i think probably more than a lot of the challenges this particular season just given the circumstance with jordan you know your ex-fiance being in the house yeah well um, first of all, very thankful to have Devin by my side the entire time and be for him to be as like open-minded as he was about it. Cause I know I was a lot sometimes, but he was always like a good person to talk to about it. So he was very supportive through the process. I definitely just feel like I wouldn't change a thing because, and Devin has said this before, if you win, then every little thing that you've done that season led up to that win, then you can't change one thing because you don't know how it would affect later things. And if the outcome is to win, then everything was perfect. Yep. So I would not change a thing about it. I get to leave this season with closure with Jordan, who we're great friends now. I'm so thankful for our friendship. And as a champ, and I got to share that money. We got to share that money with my with our friends. Like how, This was the most beautiful experience I could have been a part of. I'm so honored that I got to do it with Devin. Like I wouldn't change a fucking thing. This will be my favorite season for the rest of my life, no matter – how many I do? There's never going to be another one like She's this. She's going to change so. the seven to an eight on her arm. Um, <laughs> also, also, I know I, you. You just said something funny. You said I got closure with Jordan, but he very clearly leaves the barn door just cracked open there at the end. He's, he be, he be saying <laughs> shit. Don't he, listen to him. He dude. goes, I don't know where we'll be in five or six years. Jordan's <laughs> circling 2028 20, on his calendar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one knows what could happen then. He's going to send you a you up text. You better be careful. You up in five <laughs> years. He just says shit, dude. He's a show. Mm, I think we love mm, each other. Mm-hmm. I think we we respect each other. We're very thankful where we are now. But I think we we know that we're good friends. Yeah. All things considered, it was a pretty flawless run. Uh, even in the, the turmoil and the um, you know challenges that came with with Jordan being there. He was a mm-hmm. huge part, huge part and played in our success was yeah. like he because he also was I mean, we didn't know this at the time, but like he was keeping me safe on our on our team. And we didn't know mm-hmm. how that could have affected things like it, mm-hmm. it was it was all very he was very much like it or not entangled in in our team um, yeah. Yeah. and we couldn't separate it. So shout out to Jordan for for, you know, doing what he did for us. 
Mm-hmm. And speaking of doing that, so when did you guys have that moment, which was such a beautiful moment, literally was in tears, which is not why I watched the challenge, Dag Nabbit, but was in tears from that final episode, not only seeing you guys win, but seeing your speech at the end and giving your teammates, you know, a portion of your winning, spreading that love. When did you guys decide that? Was that before you officially won? Like, how did that conversation, you know, come to be? Yeah. It, Take it, it away, in, Dave. <laughs> it happened in the chain room. We we realized that we were like leaps and bounds ahead of them. So I'm like pulling the chains out. I'm like, all right, so you want to split the money with them? And he was like, let's just fucking win first. I was like, Dave, shut the fuck up. We haven't even won yet. Start <laughs> Don't start writing checks to people, dude. We're, not, like, we're like literally in a room full of chains. Tony's trying to hand it out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was... I will always, like, I, I've said this from the beginning. I've had the opportunity to steal from my partner twice. Once was, mm-hmm. I think, 25 grand, not going to take that. But I mean, at the time, it was, you know, more you meaningful know, yeah, than now. The other one was yeah. I, like 180 um, in second chances. I will always share the money. I will always share the money. Tori will always share the money because if you yeah. let it, if you if you let money control you, you are fucked. Also, yeah. it got us fourteen thousand dollars underneath the tax bracket that uh, we would have had to pay. That was factored. And there's that neurodivergence, <laughs> that Devin. Thinking ahead, like it's like bit. doing the numbers, calculating. <laughs> it's either give it to Love our friends it. or give it to the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That look, that's valid. Yeah. That's valid. They I deserve like it. That's though. how wealthy people do it. They deserve that, it. It made 100%. it just such, and it's very important. A beautiful moment. Yeah, it's it, it's there. There are people that in the in life in general that believe mm-hmm. that they did the thing, and it's just mm-hmm. like. Okay, you did do it, but you didn't do it alone. And recognition of yeah. of people and the assistance that they gave you throughout the process is really important yeah. thing. And so, like, I know yeah. I seem I come across maybe like a dick or whatever, or like I'm cocky or arrogant or whatever. I'm Sometimes. so aware of the fact that I need help from people all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm completely mm-hmm. okay with that. And I appreciate and recognize when people have done things for me towards the same way. Yeah. She spoke about it several times. And so it's like, we weren't going to, we we're going to do that in front of all of them, just like devastated with double black eyes and a broken face, a torn ACL. Yeah. Nani just lost her mom. Bananas beating himself up that he couldn't get the win for. Her. Jordan had to yeah. live it with me. Like, it was like <laughs> they all went through fucking the ringer. We're going to sit there and just be like, oh, yeah, thanks. Bye. And then get in a van with them. Like, yeah. that's not cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was just, it really was. It's so beautiful. And you two as individuals, yes, Dev, you can come across as arrogant and cocky sometimes. Although I think people now are leaning into knowing that you it's in jest sometimes, you know, like that, you know, like recently you retweeted Fessy's claim of being the top uh, <laughs> like competitors of all time. And then I retweeted your claim, but said I'm one of the top four female podcast hosts of the <laughs> Challenge <laughs> Podcast of all time. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you're, you're playful with it. And I think people who have really gotten to know you see that, but you both as individuals really are very like giving and have giving spirits and lift each other up and other people up outside of the show when cameras aren't rolling. And I've been fortunate enough to experience that even briefly, which is just so cool. And thank you guys. And thank you for continuing the tradition. And I like that you threw that line in there about it being a tradition, you know, so that hopefully that torch gets carried forward around sharing the wins, sharing the love, because ultimately the challenge family is just that. It is one big ass dysfunctional family, but a place of like love, growth, um, and in some ways, yes, closer than uh, I think, b- and yeah, Banana said it, like closer than blood because you go through these life altering experiences mm-hmm. that, you know, many people don't have an opportunity to go through. If there was one thing that each of you would want viewers to take away from this season, like one, so for those listening, um, Devin and Tori, A, are co-parents to a duck named Theo. Um, he's not a real duck. I believe they got him at a, a garage sale or an estate sale. Um, but but they co-parent him. And then also Dev held up, before we started this recording, a pillow that he got from Tori uh, that he 
claims to have embroidered himself. So they're very much about like, you know, quotes, inspiration. He's holding up the pillow now. Um, but what would be sort of the quote or the thing that you would want viewers, listeners, challenge fans to take away from this particular season? Um, Devin, let's start with you. Sure. Um, this is a tough, tough one because of, I don't know necessarily, I guess a quote, an actual quote, but I guess just a message that I would w want people to take away is as an underdog and somebody that has been constantly discredited uh, and honestly just downright disliked for some reason by a lot of the competitors in the show. I think it's mainly because we have different skill sets, but uh, I won't ramble. Don't have confidence in your own abilities and be willing to mm -hmm. um, work on yourself and don't see what you want to see, see what's actually there um, and be mm -hmm. and be self-aware and work on your weaknesses and and don't let your um, your failures like shape your future. If you're willing to just go back to the well enough times and you're patient enough and you are hardworking enough, it'll it'll pan out um, for the most part. So that's what I would yeah. say is like just have confidence in your abilities but be willing to put in the work. Yeah. And what about you, Tori? I pretty much feel the exact same. Like my my quote would be just be relentless in pursuit of that dream, like truly relentless. If that means that you're coming back for your seventh season, then and you still haven't gotten it, don't stop. And not only that, but trust the process. I think those are the two things that have really helped me because sometimes I felt like the path has taken me way, like like I was all the way at the end of the corn maze and I was trying yeah. to get to the middle, but like maybe that part was so necessary for me to get through whatever it took because maybe at the center I needed the skills that that, that part of the corn maze took me at. So as corny as that sounds, oh my God, corny. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> but I really feel that way. Like be relentless, be relentless with your pursuit of either healing or your dreams. And then at mm -hmm. the same time, like trust the process because yeah, you just never know when something's going to be important and going to help you. I love that. I love that so much. Devin, did TJ actually give you that hug? Uh, we saw you, you told TJ, give me a hug. I told him that, um, I told at, him to hold my body. <laughs> yes. And did he, did he? No, he didn't. I'm still waiting on that. <laughs> you know? Hopefully we can make that happen. And, and Tori, I'm surprised your proudest moment wasn't when you said to the camera that you needed to fart and instead oh, you beat yourself. Oh God. Yes. Like they mm -hmm. did me so mm -hmm. dirty. I'm glad we're talking about hashtag the fart because yeah. that was electric. Yeah. It the was fart that wasn't just a fart. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, wait, yeah. you pee? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, God. They did me dirty with that one. You can see, like, my double chin over the, the helmet. I'm like, <laughs> the face that you make when you say it to you, you're like, oop, I peed. <laughs> it was the wave for me. Wow. Look, look at DJ and just waved to him. <laughs> I got a fart. Oops, yes. I peed. Hi. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so sorry. Wild. Sorry. <laughs> Well, funny. I hope that million dollars allowed you to get some fresh underwear uh, for both of you to take some showers um, and really just enjoy this time. It has been such a pleasure to watch you all on this journey of the season and so proud of you, like really genuinely well-deserved. Couldn't have been a more perfect season. Well, except for Olivia's face. That, that yeah. could have been different. Uh, but other than that, yeah. Couldn't have been a more perfect season. You guys played an amazing game and so excited that you guys are now in the ring of champions. So, woo! Well, as you know, I like games and we do games here on the podcast. So we have a final game for you, Challenge Champs. We have two questions for you about each other. You say your ride or dies. We've seen that, but we really want you to prove it now. And by the way, if you don't win these, then you have to give all your money up. Aww. So just so you know, those are the rules. I don't make them. I just abide by them. Already okay, spent. so. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting it from me. It's gone. Wait, Spent what did you guys buy? What did you vegan buy? corn dogs. Mm -hmm. You probably did, Tori. A whole I freezer like of them. And new underwear. <laughs> diaper in it. I spent mine on cotton balls and <laughs> vegan hot dogs. Like, what? <laughs> what were the first things you guys bought <gasps> after you won? Uh, I the, Well... Money hasn't hit yet. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I we, figured, but we don't got the loot though. But I did. Uh, I got. I did get. I got my mom a really cool necklace. 
Uh, oh, that's cool. That's sweet. Yeah. That's really cool. I gave everybody. Okay. I gave everybody in my family like thirty eight hundred dollars for Christmas. So does that count? Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. oh, really taking so this thirty eight thing seriously? I know, right? <laughs> You're right. She's I totally going to change that tattoo, yeah. Devin. Nice. You just keep taking <laughs> away it. zeros. Who's getting three? Who's yeah, getting, yeah. Who's getting three hundred and eighty eight dollars? Yeah. Eventually, it's gonna be like I'm giving you thirty eight cents yeah. for. <laughs> all right. Okay. So you know we love games on the show. We have a final game for you where we have two questions for you about each other. Uh, you say your writer dies. Now it's time to prove it. This first question is for Devin. Devin, this is a fairly easy one. I feel like you should get this. What is Tori's zodiac sign? Um, well, I know her birthday is March 7th, but I don't really know the zodiac signs. I'm an Aries, so she's whatever is before Aries, which I think is... Uh, no, it's not that one. Uh, no, it's not that one. Um, you're so close. It's in between Aquarius. Yeah, you're, I, yeah, between I know, Aquarius. I know it is, but I don't know what it is. Uh, it's, I think she's holding up a fish. Pisces. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You totally cheated on that one. You too. So Devin does not get that. I I just, I know her birthday. I don't know. I don't know. Astrology. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not a 15 year old girl. Uh, that hey Devin, maybe that's one of the areas you need to work on. Uh, Cause you never know when you come back, that could be the thing. Actually. Yeah. And challenge USA. That was a, there were astrology questions as a part of trivia, just so you know. Um, Question for Tori. Devin showed up to prom wearing all one color. What color was it? Pink. Okay. You two are cheating. You guys can't see this. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. I'm right now. They are cheating. All right. Yes. It's so (laughs) obvious. Oh, my goodness, these two. Just when I said you guys were examples, I take it all back. All right, question for Devin. What was Tori's 2021 Halloween costume? Uh, She was a a mushroom. (laughs) Yes, and they didn't cheat for that answer. Good job, Devin. You get the point. It looked a lot like Toadstool, actually. (laughs) And this one is for Tori. Uh, What is Devin's favorite beer? Is it a IPA or pale ale? Dev, what's the answer? We actually, don't I mean, know. yeah, yeah. That's, so <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait a minute. Have I said, have I announced this somewhere? But yeah, if I were, if I were to not be counting cows, I'm having a, I'm having a nice heavy epon getting absolutely blasted. Okay, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Well, 100%. you guys are indeed right. No, that was not 100%. Yay. Y'all got 50%. Uh, Seemed <laughs> a lot like 100. Not a passing grade. <laughs> But uh, but you still, you guys won this episode and you won this season overall. And I think you won the hearts of a lot of people. So Did we get the thank gold you so star? much for being here. Uh, no, you will have to listen um, to see who gets the gold star of this week. Actually, you know what? I was going to give it to you guys. Yeah! We win it. again! Eat my butt, you everyone! You got gold star last week. You get gold star this week because I really just loved how you handled your win. Um, it was beautiful to watch. So props to both of you. Now, if people want to continue giving you gold stars or just um, watch what you're up to, where can they find you on social media? You guys can find me at Tori underscore deal on Instagram. I also have my own personal podcast, Tori Dealing With, where I talk more intimately with people. Um, But yeah, come hang out. Come on Instagram. Come say hi and send me pictures of Dave because Mm -hmm. I'll reply. Yeah. And if you want to talk to me, send a photo of me to Tori. She'll weed through uh all those and then if any of you are chill she'll make a recommendation and i'll i'll reach out Uh, yes oh my god just probably that's the easiest avenue to get in contact with me there we go so do what you will all right do what you will in getting uh connected to those two thank you guys again congratulations on your win whoop whoop go celebrate so excited for you both can't wait to see what's up next for you guys in the challenge universe and um go enjoy being champion i'm coming to fort lauderdale dave yeah come on come over let's go to the ocean i was about to go all right i'm coming over buddy i'm gonna run there
The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Guys, are you feeling emotional? Is it just me? It can't just be me. I know it can't just be me. That was a wonderful interview with Tori and Devin, otherwise known as Dave and Dave, otherwise known as our challenge champions. Uh, so great. So glad that we got to to hear their journey and their story and prove that never give up on yourselves and, and keep working for the win. And the thing that you might think is your disadvantage could actually be your superpower and win you, you know, a million dollars. So learn so much from that. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to keep up with me, you can go to DevinSimone.com. That's Devin with a Y, Simone with an I. You can also follow me on Amazon, believe it or not. Go to Amazon.com slash shop slash Devin Simone. Um, on my website, it has all my socials. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter, though, which are both Devin Simone. I've just started my TikTok, so bear with me. And if you liked this episode, in the words of Devon, okay, tell your mama, your friend, your sister, your cousin, your dog, your niece, your nephew, your neighbor, tell them all, tell them to listen. Then rate and review. We appreciate you guys giving your reviews and being supportive of us. We do read them. Thank you so much. We're so glad you're here. This isn't our podcast. It's it's all of ours um, together. So we appreciate that. So please make sure you rate and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Tell everyone you know. And then, okay, just because we saw the finale doesn't mean it's over yet. Y'all know some people. We got some unfinished business. We want to see if Olivia tells Nelson all for what's happening with that. Uh, so the reunion is next week. The Challenge Rider Dies reunion. Make sure you check it out. And then right after that, you know we're going to have a lot of things to say about it. And the girls will be back. So tune in to an all-new episode of MTV's official Challenge podcast right after the reunion. We'll see you then. Your favorite place to be. Bye, guys. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.